Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Yo, what's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Human Behavior Mastery Podcast. This is the podcast about how to leverage behavior, how to leverage psychology so you could build a better life, a better business, and ultimately a better you. I'm your host, Awamu Tunga, and today I have a very, very special guest with us, a very, very good, good, good person, a good friend of mine, Rochelle T. Parks. How you doing? I am doing amazing. How are you? I'm doing incredible. I'm excited. Yo, listen, I need y'all to understand. I'm really hype to have Rochelle here because, one, Rochelle's probably uh, top five most disciplined people I've met in my life. Wow. Wow. Just discipline. But you like discipline and you're a good person, too. Like, you like sweet. You like a sweetheart, but you like, yeah, we're not going to do that either. Right? <laughs> like, that's like... uh like tough love, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. the epitome of tough love. Yeah. Um, always looking to serve and be a blessing to people. I've never known you not to, not to be. And the work that you're doing now is incredible. Um, I've watched you change people's lives from behind the scenes. And I was mm. like, I need to have you on a platform because what I want to do with this platform is really give people information mm-hmm about how to change their mindsets, how to change their perspective, how to change their habits mm-hmm. so we can live better lives and we can we can create, you know, and manifest the lives that we're supposed to live on purpose. Yes. Um, and you are a vessel and a conduit to that type of change. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I need you to be here and share your magic with my people. So my I thank magic. you for being I here. I love it. Ah, I'm a magician now. <laughs> and you absolutely are. You absolutely are. So... So I don't um, background. I don't even know how long ago I'm, I want to. When you got in BU? Uh, twenty sixteen. So it would be twenty sixteen, right? Yeah. So we that's a yeah. We talking. It's about seven years. About seven years now. So yeah. again, um, met in BU, but Rochelle's always been like on keeping people healthy and fit. And uh, I want you to start by telling people a little bit about yourself and your background, and then we'll get into how you got into the work that you're doing now. But let people know who Rochelle is. So Rochelle T. Parks uh, from Houston, Texas, right? Say that. From Houston, Texas, Third Ward, okay? <laughs> um, so Patrick, Pete, and I, you know, that was our thing, you know, Third Ward, right? I know and that. So, um, Shout out to Pat Pete. That's right. That's right. Uh and so I would just, you say how I got into this. Well, I've kind of been in, into this all my life. Mm. Like always, since I was a little girl, had aspirations of being a physician. Um, you know, always interested in health and wellness. Like I went to high school for the health professions. Okay. You know, like this has been my life. Like literally, I've never wanted to be anything else. Never wanted to have a career in anything else other than health and wellness. Like that's been it. Mm. Science. So I've always been interested in the body, how it works. You know, the heart, what makes the heart pump, what... You know what I mean? Like, how, why, why are people sick? You know, always, always, always. Makes sense. And so, yeah, this has been me. So this is, uh, and the discipline, 
Um, so I'm, I'm a 30 year army vet. And so a lot of people think like, um, I'm disciplined from the military. No, I fit in the military because I was already disciplined. Mm. Like I've always, I've been getting up early. I've been like, I've always been very regimented, you know, come on S I'm not hot. You know? I know. So I'm very regimented. Yep. Um, but, but I'm flexible. I'm not in flex. I'm flexible, but I like order. I like structure. I like protocol. I've always been, I've always said, you know what? I'm not the most creative, but you give me a system. It's over. Mm -hmm. Right. So very systematic. And so, um, so yeah, this has been my life. Uh, you know, this health and wellness thing. So no, I did not become a physician. Right. But the interest to help people never left me. Mm. I've always, and so did a little personal training. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. I just, as I, as I grew older, I joined the military. It would really turn my life around was, uh, my own personal fitness. When I, after I had my son, right. I was 26 year old, 26 years old. And after I had my son, I struggled to, uh, take my next physical fitness test. And that was like a wake up call for me. Cause I was an officer at the time. Mm. And I'm like, you can't be a leader if you're not leading, you know, and I barely passed my physical fitness test. But it was six months after I had a baby and I said, that's it. No more. Like that was, this was 90. I remember July of 97. I was like, that's it. You got to get your life together. And I just went in on exercise, but it was all about fitness at the time. And I did some competitive bodybuilding. I mean, I was doing my thing. Um, fitness wise, right. It was all external. So you go on, going on. And so people are getting sick. My husband, you know, I'm cooking trash because I don't know any better. I'm from right. Houston, Texas. So I'm cooking fried foods and oh, drinking man. soda. We eating Popeye's and pizza hut and, you know, checkers. And that's, that's all I knew. Can I just say, Hey, listen, I'm sorry. Houston <laughs> has become one of my favorite places. It, San Diego is my favorite city in the United States. And then Houston is number two. Why? Because the food. Y'all got jerk lamb chops. Oh! I, listen. Listen. Jerk lamb chops go crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I was in, the last time I was in Houston, I hit, uh, I hit Toby up. I hit Toby up uh -huh, like, yo, uh -huh. I need the spots. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Toby. Um, uh, I hit Toby up. I'm like, yo, what's the spots out here I need to get to? He gave me uh, a laundry list of spots. Wow. When I tell you None that was the first, healthy. I'm listen. I'm gonna I'm be honest with you. You can you can get on me. I'm 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 gonna keep it a hundred with you though. But I went to all them spots and I had them jerk lamb chops. Them jerk lamb chops changed my life. I ain't, yeah. gonna, I ain't gonna yeah, hold you, yeah, but yeah. so we're, we're but known yeah. for food. We're Absolutely. known for food. So probably up there, the top ten percent of the most you know uh, uh, <laughs> chronic illnesses in the country. You know, but yeah. but we are known for food. So that's all I knew, right? right. So I'm cooking like that for my family. You know, I'm married, you know, my son, uh, uh, or my husband was gaining weight. You know, everything was just kind of spiraling out of control, but I didn't really attribute it to food at the time, you know. And so um, so I have a second child, right, in 2003. My daughter comes along. We're still eating trash, right? Um, physical fitness, though, I'm doing great, right? But I'll tell you this. As well as I was doing in my physical fitness, I still could not get the perfect score. And I was just kept working out harder and harder and harder. And I couldn't eclipse it, right? Um, meanwhile, my husband is gaining more weight. You know, people are in my family's getting sick, but I'm still not attributing it to food, right? 2009, I have my, I'm pregnant with my third child. True story. I'm pregnant with my third child. Well, what I didn't tell you was uh, when my daughter was born in 2003, my first uh, daughter, uh, my son had five cavities at by the age of seven. He had five cavities. Wow. All from what the food I was feeding him. I'm talking, you know, Dunkin' Sticks, honey buns, Kool-Aid jammers. I mean, you know, mm. with no water, with no, it was just trash, all processed food, sugar. Uh, and I remember he had five cavities at the age of seven. I was like, wow. It wasn't a wake up call yet though. So I'm pregnant with my third child. This is 2009. And some friends of ours came by our house and they gave me this book. Um, it was called Eat This and Live by Dr. Don Colbert. They said, read this book. I remember it was a Sunday. I still had on my maternity dress. I remember from church. She mm. said, read this book. It changed our lives. We think it'll change your life too. And I read that book and I promise you, it was like, it was like somebody took the scales off of my eyes and my eyes were open because it was all about nutrition. And for the first time, I realized I was killing my family with the food I was feeding it. Wow. You know, I, I mean, literally. And I remember I sat my children down. Well, my two, because I was pregnant. I sat my two kids down at the table, and I was like, I'm killing you. I, 
un- unintentionally. I, I didn't know, but I'm, and we got to change. We have to change. And so my friend Kim, I said, listen, I need you to come in here. I said, I need, we got to clear out all of this. Cause we, me and my husband, we cold Turkey types. And we talked about it and said, we just got to start over. Mm. She came in and went through my pantry and refrigerator. I promise you when it was all said and done, I had nine bags of groceries um, that I donated to the church, right? To the mm. food pantry, six bags I had to throw away. Cause it was stuff that had been open and stuff. Right. And so when it finished, I was just, the cupboards were clear. It just started over. And I started going to like Trader Joe's and Whole Foods because I didn't even trust myself at a regular grocery store. And I just started going in and reading labels and learning. It would take time. And I would take my, my son and my daughter and I'd say, look, look for this. Tell them if we've got yellow five, blue one, red, like, you know, if it has, you know, partially hydrogenated. And, and we would just start reading labels, literally. We'd be in there hours. But it took time. But once I learned, I learned, you know. So it takes time. But this is what I had to go through to learn myself. Right. Wow. And, and that was uh, that was in 2009. So that was that was that was when it all began for me, really, was, like nutrition. So right? you became aware in 2009. That's when the journey. That's when began. the right with nutrition. And then let me tell you, and it was so crazy because after then, after I had my daughter, um, you know, and then six months later, I took my PT test. Um, so my goal was. Um, I told my people, I said, nope, when I take the PT test six months later, I'm going to get at least a 290. They was like, you're crazy because I'd put on like 70 pounds. I said, nope, power of words. I said, I'm going to get at least a 290. What did I score? A 290. I said, man, I wonder if I said higher, if I got, but I got a 290 six months out. The second test eclipse that perfect score, 332, then 360. Then to this day, I have the highest physical fitness test score in DC National Guard history at a 387. What's the highest you get? Whatever you can get. I have the highest though. Wow. So, so a perfect score is three hundred, but once you go above three hundred, you they, you're on the extended scale. So I went beyond the perfect score, but but that didn't happen until I changed my food though. You see? Mm. Okay, I didn't point. put that together. That didn't happen until I changed what I started putting in my body. So I no longer was doing eighty-seven octane. That's how I look at it. I started giving my body ninety-three octane, and it just went through the roof. Okay, so first of all. I've never given birth to a child, but to hear that you doing a fitness test six months after giving birth to oh, a yeah. child is impressive yeah. by itself. That's what the military gives you. They give you they give you six months. Wow. They give you six months to get yourself straight. Wow. So really, y'all going back, and your body's really not even fully healed. It's not. I mean, you know, they say don't you can't exercise for eight weeks. Mm. So you really got four months because two months you can't do nothing. Got you. Okay. Yo, what's goody fam? Listen, I know, I know. I'm going to let you get back to the episode, but I wanted to take a minute to let you know about the Human Behavior Mastery course. Yes, we have a course that we put together for coaches, consultants, corporate leaders, and entrepreneurs. I know you're listening to the pod and it's all of this numbers and the, the adaptive and the natural, the D, the I, the attributes. We put together a comprehensive course to walk you through exactly how to understand each one of the personality types, each one of the values, and we're going to show you exactly how to get the most out of each type, what things you need to avoid, what environments to put you in, and what pieces to put around you to be successful. So if you're looking at taking your business, your life, or your relationship to the next level, make sure you go check out the Human Behavior Mastery course. Back to the episode. So so you spoke about it was just always in you, right? Did you? When did you realize that you were... What did you realize was in you, right? Because you said you fit into the military because it was just like who you were. Was it just that you were a disciplined the, person? The, the discipline part, right? Okay. So I've always been an adventurous. I was an athlete as a kid. So, you know, I always wanted to go to basic training and, you know, and slide, you know, do the rope climbing. Like, that's always been an interest of mine. So I'm like, yeah, military, I can do that. I'm, I'm disciplined. I can do that. I can do it. Plus, it was to get money for school. It's what I went there for, right. education and stuff. So that's what took me to the East Coast. I attended Howard University. So it was money for school, you know, but I'm like, I can do this, you know, but the whole health and wellness thing, um, you know, when you said, how did you know, like, this was you, like, what was in you? What I thought you were going to ask me, uh, I, I read a quote and it said, um, I think it was by Mark Twain, it says, uh, two most important days of your life, two most important dates in your life, the day you were born and the day you realize Absolutely. your purpose. And right. that's what I just, the, there's somebody listening and there's somebody watching. And what, what, what I caught was, you one, you, you understood 
you were a, a certain type of person mm-hmm. that allowed you to excel in the military, right? Mm-hmm. So you were just going based off of who you were, right? And you, mm-hmm. you got into the military. And getting into the military exposed you to things mm-hmm. that allowed you to actually become aware of what your purpose was. That's right. Your greater purpose was. That's right. That's and so, right. Because there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of people who are listening and they want to do things or they're trying to figure out what to do mm-hmm. and they're not starting at that square one. So you were a disciplined person. Be, going to the military just made sense. Made sense. It made sense. It, it allowed you to do something at a really high level based on who you were. That's right. And right. I excelled in it. You know, I made it to the rank of lieutenant colonel. Um, but I, I knew, you know, and really four years before I retired, I knew I had to retire because God told me to. So what was that? So so we, we fast forward, you, you have your children, now you're sitting at the table. When you have this aha moment, mm-hmm. how, what are you thinking and what are you feeling? Well, I felt like a failure at first, you know, mm. because, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a Christian and I thought, you know, Proverbs 31, Proverbs 31 woman builds up her home and I felt like I was tearing it down with the food I was giving it. So I mm. felt like a failure. First of all, and I said, I got got to make this right. And um, I just like, I'm doing this to my family. You know, my my son has five cavities because of what I was feeding him. My my daughter uh, was dealing with eczema because of what I was feeding her. My husband was overweight because of what, you know, and borderline hypertensive because of what I was feeding him. And so as the nutrition gatekeeper of my home, Mm. I said, I have to change this. You know, I bring the food in. I go shopping, you know. And and I think that's important. And we were talking about it off camera. Just mm-hmm. like some of these things, these ailments that we deal with, and we we think, oh, that just that just runs in my family, mm-hmm. right? And that you said you're from Houston. I'm from New York City. So like, there's certain foods that we're just accustomed to eating. That's right. Based on where we live, mm-hmm. or based on our culture. Yeah. Right. But but also you you think that these ill these ailments run in your family and it's really a reflection of the foods that you're eating. Absolutely. And the foods that you eat are a reflection of the information and the mindset that you have. That's right. So all of these things are attached. So you had this aha moment Mm -hmm. and you went from ignorance to awareness. Awareness. Yeah. And from there, that was the beginning of you starting to make this shift. So now talk about what happens after you clear the cupboards out and you had the conversation with the family. Now, what's, what happens from this? So we're eating differently. Um, you know, I was putting different things in my son's lunch. What was we putting in? What was, what was, give me a before and so, after. So a before was, his typical thing was uh, peanut. He loved peanut butter and jelly. Like, that's... He wouldn't eat anything else. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I feel you. I want a peanut butter (laughs) and jelly. Peanut butter and jelly, a white bread, you know, um, some Doritos. Cool Ranch was his favorite. Um, A honey bun or some Dunkin' Sticks or uh, the Kool-Aid Jammers or the Capri Suns, you know, like that was typical, you know. Uh, Every single day, you know, it was just sugar, like nothing. There was never no fresh fruit, no water. It was just sugar all Mm. day. Um, And so we switched to, he still wanted peanut butter and jelly, but I started putting it on whole wheat. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I started getting the uh, so all peanut butters are not created equal. Right. So even with peanut butter, um, peanut, I tell people peanut butter should only have two ingredients, peanuts. And you may see uh, less than one percent salt, but that's it. Peanuts. But you shouldn't have peanut butter with palm oil and partially hydrogenated vegetable oil and sugar. And uh, so all this Jif and Peter Pan and all this <coughs> trash. Right. Listen, Jif. Jif, we grew up on Jif in the I, hood. Let me say. Trash. Let me okay. tell you something. No, but I just want us yeah. to understand. Yeah, I know the culture and the. Un- I know. Listen, I I will walk in the store and I'm even to this day I'm almost trained to look for that blue. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The little yeah, blue. Yeah. Car- I'm like, yeah. <laughs> let me see. And yeah, I'm looking Peter like- Pan, Skippy, all those things. Even even the the all natural. The, you got to become a label reader, right? So so we still did peanut butter and jelly, but without. That stuff it just had peanuts so so Smuckers is the brand Smuckers right that's my brand I still got the Welch's jelly but without the high fructose corn syrup right mm. so so you just we were still doing it but just had to find the the you know healthy alternatives um, I still he still wanted chips so I got chips but I got plain Lay's plain Lay's right plain Lay's chips versus the Doritos with fifty million ingredients. Um, stop with the Dunkin' Sticks and those things. Start doing, you know, I still can get the um, 
the juice boxes uh, didn't didn't do those too often. Started taking bottled water, right? No mm. more juice, bottled water, right? Um, maybe some fresh fruit cut up, you know. So we just changed. We changed. Like literally, and, and how were the kids responding to this? My son didn't care. You know, he was like, uh, he was like Mikey. You know, remember Mikey? <laughs> hey, Mikey, he likes. He just give Mikey anything. He he didn't really care. My daughter, I remember she put up a little fuss. You know, she was about six at the time. You know, we had to have a little talk. Yeah, that, uh, I like that. We had to have a little talk. A little, little know? straightening. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And but I basically told her I was killing you, and I'm trying to save you now. Mm. Literally, I said, mommy was killing you. I used those words. I said, but I'm saving your life. Yeah, that's important. That's yeah. important. Yeah. So, so yeah. literally setting them up for an early adulthood of disease. Like the childhood obesity is through the roof. You know, you have, you have teenagers uh, and preteens that are uh, pre-diabetic and diabetic now. I know it because their parents call me, right? And so, but, it, but guess what? The parents did that. And I can say it because I was doing it too. Yeah. You know, so this is not this. So we have to wake up, you know, like I don't allow my kids like there's no more vending machines. Like we don't do vending machines. My daughter's 13 years old and at the school, she does not go to a vending machine. That's the one I was pregnant with when all this right. happened. Who has never she's never had McDonald's. So she don't even day. she doesn't even know what that life is. She knows it. We're I mean, not, she, we're not perfect. No, okay, no, no, you know no. I'm saying? not saying it like yeah, that. But, but, she, but she doesn't know. She like, um. I mean, she'll try me, and I have to say, no, Gabby, we're not eating ramen noodles, okay? Like, like right? I always you know, say, but but I, she doesn't like she doesn't do vending machines. Like, we she doesn't she's never had McDonald's. She's the one child I have that has never had McDonald's. That is, do you know how amazing <laughs> know, that is? Most people cannot say that. I know. And I say that just you know a pet a, a parent uh, a parent with multiple kids. I feel like every child you get a little bit more mature, That's more right. seasoned. That's and right. You you can do you can parent better. That's right. Right. So the younger ones get a better version of you yeah, because yeah. you learned with the That's other children. Right. That's right? right. That's right. And so you know, Gabby probably you know she never having McDonald's isn't that's she's never she needs had. to put that on her resume. I ain't gonna lie. That's, that's a that's a that's a that's a feat. Mommy, can I just taste it for like you don't need it, honey? You know that's need beautiful. It. You know. So you so you changing the lunch boxes. Mm -hmm. You starting. So what are you took everything out? You taking the? I imagine you taking the Lowry's out and the oh, season yeah, all of that. What are you putting in? Just onion powder. I mean, you can do a whole lot with just some onion powder, garlic powder. Really, those mm. are my go-to. Onion powder, garlic powder. Uh, I use uh, uh, sea salt, um, but for those that's dealing with high blood pressure, you can find some salt-free seasonings. They have some organic salt-free seasonings. Just using fresh herbs and spices. But I mean, really, onion powder, garlic powder gets you over. Like I don't have all that crazy stuff. The Lowry's and the um, accent. I mean, please, please, if anybody's using accent, tell them throw it. That's just, it's one ingredient in accent: monosodium glutamate. One ingredient: MSG. So tell. So I, I was gonna, I was gonna wait to go there, but what are if you had to say these are three, you know, substances or ingredients to stay away from? Because you talked about reading labels. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. are the three things, oh, wow. the top yeah, three yeah. things okay. you want to run from when you see them? Here we go. High fructose corn syrup, mm -hmm. MSG, monosodium glutamate, um, artificial colors, and that would be red 40, blue 1, yellow 5, yellow 6. Those are artificial colors, right? Artificial sweeteners, right? That would be um, sucralose, a.k.a. Splenda, um, aspartame, okay? You usually see that in chewing gum. If anybody's chewing Chew, if anybody's chewing gum, that's probably in there. Mm. Um, uh, saccharin, sweet, sweet and low, equal, like those little sugar packets mm -hmm. in the in the restaurant, all artificial sweeteners, all artificial sweeteners. They're no good, mm. no good. So, so those things alone, I mean, it's it's, it's a lot more, but that's what you're going to see most of. You know, um, high fructose corn syrup, um, MSG. Um, artificial colors, artificial sweeteners. Those are bad. When I say bad, I mean bad. Not, I mean, I attribute it to the link to cancer, link to ADHD in kids, obesity, type 2 diabetes. Like, those are bad. Mm. Bad. Okay. So we know to stay away from those things. Listen, we, Rochelle gave you the marching orders, okay? Don't be, don't be. 
don't ignore the information, right? We we trying to we're trying to change. Everybody be talking about generational wealth and all. We need to change generational health. We need to change what we eating. Yes, you will not be allowed to enjoy any of this. That's right. Right. So, okay. So you 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 come to this awareness. Mm -hmm. You read the book. You come to the awareness. You yeah. start changing what's in the home. Mm -hmm. When did the spark? What, what was that moment that sort of made it? Um, made you say, okay, I need to take this from just doing it in my home and I need to start serving people externally. So it was a journey. Um, I started uh, facilitating uh, faith-based uh, weight loss classes and nutrition classes at my church. You know, mm -hmm. we were doing that, you know, for seven, eight years. Uh, but what, what happened was, and then, you know, I was the go-to person in the military. Anybody want to lose weight or get healthy? see Colonel Parks, you know, mm. I was over the health ministry at my church. So that's all local. And so what happened, COVID hit, right? Mm. COVID hit. And uh, April 5th of 2020 is the day that my life changed forever, right? And not just my life, but at this point, the lives of thousands of people. Because on that day, uh, my husband was um, in DKA, diabetic ketoacidosis. And he was not a diagnosed diabetic prior to that time. But um, leading up to that time, I, I was noticing some, he was having some symptoms, like he was peeing a lot, he was very thirsty, he was drinking a lot of water. And I was like, mm, these are classic signs of diabetes, you know? And he was like, why you say that? I was like, man, you're peeing every 15 minutes, you're thirsty. His eyes were, you know, my husband previously had 20-20 vision, his vision was being affected. I said, this is, these are symptoms of diabetes. And so um, I think it was like April 2nd, now, remember, this is the world, the, the country is shut down at this point. This is right, right in the middle of COVID, right at the beginning. And so I went to a drugstore, got a, um, uh, well, it was a glucose meter, but I didn't know what to get. I said, it has to be something over the counter because all this was new to me. But I believe everything that I experienced in my life up to that point prepared me for this time. And so I went and found something. Um, it was a glucose meter, came home, checked my husband's blood sugar, and it said, uh, we're 28. Um, and what I what also another symptom he was having, he was becoming very lethargic, like he was just getting increasingly tired. Mm. Right. So that I remember that Thursday, because April 5th was a Sunday, that Thursday, he went upstairs. I'm going to go upstairs and rest. I said, OK. So he went up there um, and I went and got the glucose meter. I checked it said 428. Now, normal blood sugar is 70 to 100. His was 428. I said, oh, this is high. But I didn't think calling the emergency room, whatever. I went into coach role, health motivator mode, right? And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, no, no, this is type 2 diabetes. I know we can reverse this with nutrition and exercise. So I started giving them salads and, you know, drinking water and um, uh, smoothies that were low glycemic, you know, things that I thought could lower his blood sugar. And, and we lowered it a little bit. It got it down to maybe just over 300, but I never got it above, I mean, below 300. And so, you know, I'd go do this for a couple of days and, and Sunday, you know, uh, this was the day that changed everything. I, I was awakened on Sunday. He was talking to a friend on the phone. He had the phone sitting on his chest and he had on speakerphone. I later found out after the fact it was on speakerphone because he said he didn't have energy to even hold the phone. But mm. when I woke up, I heard him talking to a friend and his friend said, our friend said, he said, man, listen, I know you, you're married to Dr. Quinn talking about me. He said, <laughs> he said, man, that's classic bronchitis. He thought he had the coronavirus. I said, He's like, just get you some tea with honey, you know, just, drink, you know, hot liquids, uh, some vitamin C, just let, just let it blow over. His breathing was very labored, too, like, <gasps> mm. you know, and so I knew it was affecting his lungs. But I'm telling you, nothing in me told me that this was the coronavirus. I was like, I don't think that's what this is. I didn't know what it was, but I didn't think that's what it was. But I said, you know what? I'm not Dr. Quinn. You know what I mean? And so I went downstairs and I made tea with honey. Um, I got the vitamin C, I made a smoothie and I came back upstairs and, and so my husband's name is Michael, but his nickname is Pops. And so I said, Pops, man, I don't think that's what this is, but here's the tea with honey. He was like, I don't think that's what it is either. So he drank the tea with honey, the smoothie, whatever. He said, just put the vitamin C on the nightstand. He said, I'm just going to get some rest. I said, okay. Now my husband at the time was about two, he's six, two, about two seventy at the time. Very weak. Like, like it was a struggle to get up and go to the bathroom in wow. the bedroom. He was very weak. He said, I'm just going to get some rest. I said, okay. I said, well, I'm going to go downstairs and work out. So if you recall, um, he used to have his, uh, his call every Sunday, mm -hmm. 8 a.m. I said, I'm going to go downstairs and get on the call, get on the bike. So, you know, we have a gym in the basement. He said, okay. So I go downstairs and 
I don't, for whatever reason, I walked through my office and I stopped in front of my desk and God, I promise you, tapped me on my shoulder and said, go check his blood sugar. I was like, what? I said, why would I do that? I just gave him tea with honey, a smoothie. I'm saying, I'm sure it's going to be elevated. God said, go check it anyway. I said, okay. So I go upstairs. I said, Pops, man, let me, let me just check it one more time before I go down in the gym. Because had I gone down in the gym, you know, I was going to be down at least an hour. Because mm-hmm. the call is an hour. He was like, okay. And I checked it, and it didn't even register. It just said, hi, H-I. He said, like, roll what did it say? I was like, man, this says hi. He said, what does that mean? I was like, I don't know, but this can't be good, you know. So I flipped in the manual, you know, kind of see what it what that meant. And it said if it registers high, that means it's in excess of 600. Now I'm thinking diabetic coma. I'm like, oh, Lord. Wow. So I said, okay, so I run downstairs real quick. I called the emergency room. We live like 10 minutes from a um, from a, a military installation. I told them what was going on. They said, get them to the nearest big hospital, like right away. I was like, why can't I bring them there? Like you're 10 minutes away. They were like, no, no, we just urgent care. If you bring him here, you're going to delay his care because then we have to transform him. You just take him straight there. I said, oh, Lord. So I run upstairs. I knock on my son's door. I was like, honey, now my kids are none the wiser. They just think daddy's upstairs resting. I mean, I really just thought daddy was upstairs resting. I didn't really know what was going on with him. Mm. And so I wake up my son. I said, honey, wake up. I need your help. I got to get daddy to the emer- I got to get him to the emergency room, you know, whatever. And so he was like, emergency room? Like, what's going on? Like, I said, no, no, his blood sugar's a little elevated. Don't worry about it. You're going to be okay. You know, I was calm. I said, I need your help. Because I'm thinking, how am I going to get this man down these steps? When I say he was weak, he was so weak. So I go in there and said, Pops, man, get up. You know, I had to get him. You know, look, these guns came in. <laughs> these guns came in handy. So I had to get him up. We get in the bathroom. He had to use the bathroom, wash his face, brush his teeth. You know, just do a hoodie on, some sweats, whatever some shoes and socks, and then we get to the door, and my girls are up. I'm like, shoot. I was trying not to alarm them. They're like, Daddy, what's going on? What's wrong with them? And, and then, but, and I say I didn't want them up, but in hindsight, I know it was God that woke them up because when his girls were at the door, I promise you, he was able to muster up every ounce of strength that he had to mm. be okay because, you know, he's Superman, you know of what I mean? Course. To his little girls. And so he was like, no, Daddy's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And so, we got to the steps. My, my son was in front. I had my husband put his hands on his shoulders. I was behind him. And, um, and we just went down one by one. <laughs> one by one till we got to the bottom. And uh, long story short, we were able to get him there. Um, when we got there, he didn't even have the strength to get out the car. He said, "Bro, I ain't got it. Like he, that's how weak he was. Like He didn't even have the strength to get out the car. So I had to run in there. They came out with the wheelchair. We got him in there, and they said, yeah, he's going to be, be admitted to the ICU. You go home. I'm like, go home. Because it's COVID. You, it's can't, COVID. you can't go with I him. I can't even. Oh, wow. So I had to turn my husband over, not knowing anything. So I'm afraid. They said, what, don't worry. What was that drive like back home? Crying. Mm. Crying on the phone with family, friends, and, you know, calling the church, letting people know what's going on. Mm. And uh, but I knew I had to be straight before I went in the house with my with my babies. And so because I didn't want to worry them. So I got it all out. Dried up my tears and went in the house. And it's funny, my son and I were just talking about that yesterday. And, it, and he's usually pretty in tune. And he was like, I, he said, you did a pretty good job because I didn't catch I didn't I didn't pick up on any of it because I was I stayed calm. And that was God. It just kept me calm. And uh, when I went back to see him later on in the ICU, he hooked up to all these tubes. And they said, Ms. Parks, your husband's a very sick man. There's a lot of acid in his blood. And um, we're doing our best to get his blood sugars, his blood pressures under, out of control. Everything was just, you know, because what was happening was his organs were shutting down. Mm. He was about two steps away from being in a diabetic coma, literally. And they said, had I not acted when I did, it probably would have been too late. Like had I not had I not Mercy. had I not answered the call when he said yeah. go check his blood sugar, it probably would have been too late. They told me that, and uh, and that, that's like how did you know to do that? How did you know to check his blood sugar? How did you know? And that's all I could say was I know stuff. <laughs> I mean, I just started like my whole life. Like I said, I went to high school for health professions. I I majored in medical technology. You know, got a bachelor of science in medical technology. So this is what I know. I know stuff, right? And so, um, so the the. The day I was born, the day I realized my purpose was April fifth. Mm, ties it all together, right? That was April fifth. I'm like, this is this is what I was born to do, and so 
long story short, he was discharged on April 9th um, with insulin and metformin. They said, Mr. Parks, um, you have to stick yourself with insulin four times a day um, and take metformin once a day, right? So, so what I didn't tell you, uh, just how crucial it got, April 5th, before I left, they told me he must make it through the night. That's how crucial it got. They say you're, he must make it through the night. I was like, what? I said, I'm not going to go tell my babies that. I did not tell my kids that. Because um, as sure as I was that it was God that tapped me on my shoulder and told me uh, to go check his blood sugar, I was equally sure he never told me he was going to die. He never told me that. Mm. So I said, I'm not telling my babies. I said, God, you got it. You got it. So I went home, um, you know, and it was normal for the kids. I went to sleep. I probably woke up 10 times checking my phone to make sure I didn't have a missed call. Right. Last time I woke up was 4 a.m. And no missed calls. I said, we made it. And I knew it was going to be okay at that point. Mm. So every day he just got better and better. Um, and he was just discharged on April 9th. They said, you're going to be on this medication for the rest of your life. I said, the devil is a liar. No, he will not. Mm. And so um, when he was in there, I was doing the research. I was in the lab cooking up a plan when he was in there, know, literally right. <laughs> cooking up a plan. And I was texting him like, watch this video. Look, read this. Watch it. This is, this is what we're going to do when you come home. And I knew he was ready. That was answered prayer for me because I had been praying because I've been on this thing. I've been Rochelle T. Parks. I'm the health motivator. I've been exercising. I've, you know, and, and he, he, you know, he was not. You know, and so it was answered. <laughs> so we came home, went to work April 9th. Um, April 17th was his last day taking medication. So we got him off his medication in eight days. Okay. Cause that, that just sounded like some Dr. Sebi. We bought the, uh, you know, they, uh, the government done took him to trial for <laughs> saying he done cure stuff, right? No. I'm, That's some Dr. Sebi stuff. So we did. You in eight days, eight days. You went from, you it, took your husband from, he's going to be on medication for the rest of his life. Yes. To, not needing the medication at all. April seventeenth was his last day taking medication. And he has not taken the medication. Has not touched it. The insulin is still sitting on our refrigerator door. Not that he would ever take it again, but it's a reminder of what was. And we still have it sitting there. So when I said that she works magic, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. This is this is literally she, you heal people. Yeah. God's food heals people. God's food heals people, and you are a vessel. There you go. Right. How did you do this? Right. How did you heal him? With God's food, literally. in eight days. God's food. That's how quickly. See, we we discount. The mm. power of God's food. I mean, what? Uh, uh, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. Right? Right. Like, that's what it is. Like, that's that's literally what it is. See, when, I, when, when you say, what do you do? I teach people how the body works. See, when people, when people know that, this is what I explain. I say, when, when, when you really understand this concept, I call it the cell theory, then you, you understand how this works. Like, so if you break us down to our most basic unit, we're made up of cells. Right. Right? Well, cells make up tissues. Tissues make up organs. Organs make up organ systems. Organ systems make up the organism, the person. Okay? So you say it, it, it takes 19 essential vitamins and minerals with nine amino acids with the perfect protein to make a perfect cell. I know. Hear me out, right? <laughs> If you're, missing, if you're missing one nutrient, you're making imperfect cells for seven days, and those imperfect cells manifest into disease. And so what I know to be true is there's one root cause of disease, and that's malfunctioning of cells. One root cause. Not having all of those nutrients that's right. causes the cell that's right. to malfunction. That's right. So where, so where do you get the nutrients from? Food. Exactly. So to have a healthy cell, you must give it healthy you must give it the right nutrients right mm. see see to have a healthy uh, 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 organ you have to have healthy tissues to have healthy tissues you have to have healthy cells where you get the healthy cells from from the food you eat so you can't expect to have a healthy uh, organs if you're eating takis mm. you see but if you're eating God's food you say what is God's food meat fish fruits vegetables nuts seeds grain legumes that's God's food anything outside of that is a lab experiment Say that again. 
meat, fish, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, grain, legumes. Mm-hmm. Right? Anything outside that's Those a lab essentials. experiment. That's it, right? So so three principles and, though. And before we get to this, hold on. So are you taking because with this with the with, with the food, yep. do you need to take supplements? Because I just want like additional, do you need to take extra vitamin? You know, I, people be I, having. I recommend because we're not perfect. Okay. So yeah, I, yeah, you're never gonna get everything. Okay, even, just even, making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm an avid supplement taker, right? Because you, you know. So give us the three principles. Not, yeah. So three principles: eat the food God called food. I just told you what God called food, right? Mm-hmm. Eat it as close to his original state as possible, right? So, so an example, um, like eat the orange versus drinking the orange juice, right? Right. Um, Eat the eat God's whole food, like eat eat the whole cauliflower versus the cauliflower rice. Okay, right. Like like I right, eat the eat broccoli. Um, um, like the the broccoli shouldn't be mushy. Okay, the cabbage shouldn't be mushy. Collard greens shouldn't be mushy. Right. There's no nutritional value when it's like that. So eat it as close to its original Stalky. state as possible. Yeah, as close to its original state. It have a little crunch to it. Right. Carrots shouldn't be mushy. Right. That's that's where the nutrients are. Right. And then the third principle is do not allow any food to become your God, which means no addictions. Okay. No addictions. So that's where the sugar comes in, the sugar, the, the salt, the, the, the chocolate, the chips, like all this, these addictions, right? Addictions. So that's all I did was I, I, when my husband came home, I just started making them God's food close to its original state as possible. I took out all the juice. All the, we just drank water, okay? We started to move his body because he wasn't moving. Mm. And there was no extreme workout. I just need you to walk. I just need you to move. We were made to move, right? No more lab experiments. God's food. No more. Not, nothing off the, if it's on the shelf, it's processed. We don't need that right now. You've had enough processed food. And in eight days. In eight days, he's done. <sighs> That's crazy. And then we said, we, yeah, it was actually my husband that said, we can't keep this to ourselves. We have to share this with the world. My husband, who is a behind the scenes guy, he said, there's no way God allowed me to heal my body and I not share this. Mm. We must share this with the world. And that was the beginning. That was the beginning. I, I used to do a, uh, a thing called mindset talks where I, you know, interview people on StreamYard, whatever mm-hmm. we put it on online and um, he said I want to be a guest on Mindset Talks could have knocked me over with a feather because he never <laughs> wanted me on camera you've never seen you've probably I've never, never seen I, that's I, right I, I've been thinking that this yeah. whole time I was like I've never you've never seen him outside of a picture that's right or something like that he, that's not who he is right he said we got to do this and so I went on my he was a guest on Mindset Talks we talked about the whole ordeal like what happened and people just started reaching out Start reaching out, so we so we were helping people like that locally, and then and then like I said, we, then we start to put some structure to it just to get bigger, you know, creating ads and start you know just expanding, you know, building the team and. Um, and so, what's going on now? Tell us. I mean, pops pushed you. Yeah. Pops pushed you to to, to make it public, and so talk about the work that you're doing now and and what you have going on, so that people are aware. Wow, it's been a whole blessing. I mean, I'm, I'm talking thousands of people have come through this program. You know, um, we've had not 45 day programs, 90 day programs, you know, uh, year programs. Um, and so the biggest thing now is uh, this is, is all culminating uh, into a uh, in-person live conference, the I Am The Hope Conference. Um, okay. We're planning um, September 30th. Um, in Orlando, Florida, and I'm so excited. Uh, this is it's a whole movement, right? And it's based on scripture, you know, uh, Romans eight twenty eight. And so, so you know, like I am the hope. So I know I am the hope. Um, God gave me that download. I was doing a um, IG live one day, and and I said I recognize I'm the hope. I'm the hope for everybody that comes into my sphere of influence. I am the hope. We live in a dark and fallen world, and people are hopeless. People are being told they're going to be on medication for the rest of their lives. People are being told there's nothing they can do. People are being told it's, it runs in your family. Like though, it's nothing you can do. And I know differently because I'm helping people every single day reverse chronic illness, whether it's type two diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. They're getting off CPAP machines that, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're getting rid of a, a, a debilitating menstrual cycles, shrinking fibroids. I mean, like literally changing people's lives, changing their lives, literally. And not just them, but their spouses too, because as the, 
one person is in, we call it the overflow <laughs> because, you know, the spouse is getting it too because the whoever is cooking, you know, so Absolutely. the spouse is getting off medication. They're not even directly in the program. That's how powerful this is, right? And so so I tell people, like, you are the hope. Like, you are the hope. So started, you're it it started with you yeah. and your family. Yeah. And now there's a bunch of people being blessed by That's it. right. That's right. So it's the I Am The Hope Conference. And so I'm looking for people to come who know their family is in trouble. They're in trouble, but guess what? When you fix you, you're going to help fix your entire family. I'm talking about changing the, the health trajectory of your entire family. Generational health. Yeah, yeah, this is we talk we live in an age where like people talk about influencers, but this is the type of influence that you need to have. Yeah. This is and and I'm not just saying that I've watched you do it yeah. with other people behind the scenes. I've watched you work with people. And to be honest with you, I'm it, it was like oh, I said Rochelle got him. <laughs> right? Like I'm just like that's just who I know you to yeah, be. Yeah. Um and even even in even before we we went live, we 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 talking. You like, uh, that's not it, yeah, right. So, I'm I'm going through a process. I've I've always been somebody who God just blessed me physically. Um, I mean, like I didn't have to try hard, but I yeah. you know we'll work out whatever. Yeah. But I, I I came to a point where you can't outwork the habits. That's right. And so I was just telling you, like, yeah, you know, I I don't want to eat sweets anymore. So I, I went from training my brain no candy and i'll just eat fruit and you're like yeah but that's that's still sweet you just you just shifted something that's it (laughs) right and i represent a person who has the willingness Mm -hmm. has the work ethic but didn't have the information and i was meaning well Mm -hmm. but because i didn't have the right information i was still feeding myself things that i shouldn't be feeding myself so now i know when next time i go to grocery store what to buy yeah just off of the information that you just gave me offline so going to this conference i would imagine you you have the day set absolutely to lay everything out for people absolutely and this is essential information that not only will change your life but you can share this information absolutely with your people so absolutely. it's in orlando florida mm-hmm. you said september 30th september 30th when do the tickets go live july 28th Got it. July 28th. Okay. So can you do something for my people? Absolutely. I would love to do something for your people. Uh, how about how about 15% off? Listen, we will take whatever blessing. 15% for anybody who would purchase a ticket. Um, yeah, let's give it a, a promo code. What, what do you want to use? Uh, we can use promo code behavior. There we go. Promo code behavior. Um, we'll put the link. Uh, we'll put the link somewhere in the video, also. But we'll put the link in the description so you guys can uh, could access yeah. the tickets. Thank you so much. Like yeah. I think I, I was really intentional about giving people the information that will change their day to day lives. And you're a person who did it for your family, and really. Praise God for Pops, because Pops yeah. was like, nah, everybody got to get this. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, 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 he was the one, you know, because, um, yeah, he said, we got to we gotta share this. We got to share like, I mean, it was the middle of COVID. We could have easily not said anything, and nobody would have ever known, because we were in the house. So we had to go online for this, because nobody was outside. Mm. So, it, so it started all virtual, and it is virtual, and that's the beauty. So we can help people all across the country. I've had, I've had clients in, in Nigeria, in mm. Canada, in Germany, you know. So this is um, global. It's global. Yeah. And so now you're bringing everybody in person. In person. First in-person conference. Absolutely. Uh, so the energy in that room is going to be off the charts. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Off the charts. All right. So we're going to get out of here soon. But yeah. before before we get out of here, if if you could leave people with one one mindset, to adopt if you could offer somebody a mindset or a perspective to adopt that they can use in their lives right now to move the needle what would that be this is gonna sound kind of bad but just hear me out so what i what i tell my people so so there's there's deliverance and transparency right yep so what I tell him, I said, listen, whatever you feel like today, like whatever, whatever you're dealing with today, 
whether that's the type 2 diabetes, the high blood pressure, the high cholesterol, the sleep apnea, the debilitating menstrual cycles, the migraine headaches, the, the constipation, the, the, the Crohn's disease, like whatever digestive, whatever it is, I need you to know that you did that to you. Mm. Right? And I don't say that to discourage you. I say it to encourage you because here's the thing. If you did it, you can undo it. Right. You see? But as long as we're blaming Big Mama, see, you can't affect what somebody else did. You can't change. If, if you didn't do it, you can't change. Like, if they did it, you can't affect it. But when you know you did it, you know you can undo it. Mm. Take ownership. That's right. So own it. Own it. If you did it, you can undo it. And that's, that's, that's the encouragement. And that's all I get my people to do. Like, and it's undoing it by changing these habits. And just like it happened with my husband in eight days, I've had people get off medication in two days and three days. People that were on medication for 26 years get off in, in, in 30 days. You, you see, like you can, it's, when I tell you we're batting a thousand, like there has not been one person that have gotten in the rowboat. I call it in the rowboat, right? Gotten in <laughs> oh, the I, see you, I see what you did there. Okay. <laughs> one person that, you know, has gotten in the rowboat and, and, and did the work. And then get the results. Like everybody, if you do the work, you get the results, period. I like that. I like that. Listen, I'm excited. This is this is the type of stuff that really changes lives. I thank you for coming on this platform and sharing your story, sharing the work that you do. Um, I'm excited for you about this I Am Hope. I Am The yeah, Hope Conference. I'm excited. So IamTheHope.com. IamTheHopeConference.com. IamTheHopeConference.com. Yep. September 30th, Orlando, Florida. Yep. Okay, listen, let the people know where they can find you, how they can contact you. Yeah, so I'm on all social media platforms as my name, Rochelle T. Parks. So on Instagram, I'm Rochelle T. Parks. On TikTok, I'm Rochelle T. Parks. On YouTube, I'm Rochelle T. Parks. My 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 um, website is RochelleTParks.com. Email is Rochelle at Rochelle T. Parks. I mean, it's Rochelle T. Parks. If you know my name, you know how to find me. Got you, got you, got yeah, you. That makes it easy. Got you. Hey, and do not forget the T. Don't you know what forget I'm the T. You know what I'm saying? Y'all say Wheezy F, please don't. <laughs> Don't forget the T. All right. Y'all know me. I'm the one Matungo and everything. I just use my name. Um, this has been an amazing, incredible episode. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, bro. I thank you for having me. It's, it's been real. Absolutely. All right, y'all. We're going to get out of here. I'll see y'all. Peace. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.